0: Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley.
1: And I'm Colin
0: Bradley. We are in separate places this week, if you couldn't tell. I We're... miss you, Steve. I really <laughs> miss you.
1: Your smiling it, face.
0: It is much better sitting next to you on the, on the sofa uh, in, our, in the living room with a mic in hand, but unfortunately we weren't able to do that this time. Yeah. But we've uh, got a lot of questions. And a lot of advice to give, so we didn't want to uh, wait any longer, and we wanted to get another, no, no, no. another podcast out there for everyone. So, uh, how's, it, how's it going, Dad?
1: It's going very well, Steve, yeah. yeah I'm really pleased at the moment. Um, lots and lots of work. Both of us are really hard at it.
0: Mm. And
1: uh, me producing all the artwork and all the ideas, and you doing all the donkey work, and, <laughs> and hard work. I'm, I'm sure you've got the harder, harder bit of the business, but... Uh, because uh, I love what I do, I, I'm I'm enjoying very much. Yeah, yeah but lots of good things, lots of different things coming out as well. People, folks. so look out for them. Mm. I'm pushing the boat out.
0: Yes, well, I've got a, a massive pile of mem- uh, memory cards <laughs> here that I've got to get through. <laughs> so I've got some more for you here as well. Oh, Have lovely. Some. Yeah, I'm sorry it's it's all good we've got a massive up. backlog everyone massive backlog and i've got all sorts of pictures i've never seen before i didn't even i've not even realized you're done and just gone that looks great <laughs> <laughs> so lots of editing to be doing but um it is exciting I, and i can't wait for people to see the variety of pictures we've got i've uh, got on my desk is insane so yes. brilliant okay let's crack straight on with questions then these uh, first couple come from jeff so jeff's first question was hi steve i love art but i really struggle with watercolor wash i make a terrible terrible mess of drawings which have taken me hours to complete is there an idiot's way to do watercolor washes
1: um well i've got to really say there isn't watercolor as you know and you found out and i'm sure lots and lots of people will totally agree with me when i say it it's a really hard medium, the hardest of all, simply because you have to do a spontaneous wash. You, you can't alter it. Once you've done it, you can't alter it. So therefore, w- before you start, you kind of think, have I got it right? Have I-? All, the, all the insecurities come out, and it's really hard to do, uh, to, to, to get over that. So no, though the answer is there isn't. With pastel pencil you can rub it out you can alter it change it pastel you can alter it and change it oil you can just um, redo it There's not a problem acrylics you can just overpaint. all of the other mediums you've got get out clauses watercolor there isn't any this is why it's so hard I-, I love the medium as you know and um but i've got to say that if you really are struggling and you find you're not improving the best thing to do is to go back into pastel pencil because I I, although I do love watercolour work you'll see that I don't do very many and the reason I don't do any very many is because I love the pastel pencil it will do what watercolour won't do
0: do you think that there can be a problem you you know I see it with my girlfriend who's an artist she can get frustrated with um, with her pictures and frustrated and not getting things right, do you think there could be a sort of a if you if you do struggle with things and if you redo something over and over again, that it can damage your confidence?
1: Oh, without doubt, watercolor is 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 perfect for that. If you want to if you want to you know feel insecure and have stress coming out of every or- orifice, then take up watercolor, folks. I guarantee. <laughs> If you want a lovely, relaxed, uh, you know, have a cup of tea when you like, stop when you like, put it, pick it up and put it down when you like, go for pastel pencil. It's the only advice I can give you because there isn't... I think watercolour is one of these things you either can or you can't. Mm. If you can't, you never will. If you can, you just you can't believe that other people can't do it. See so, what I mean? It's one, of the, it's one of those mediums. Whereas pastel pencil, as you know, folks... I don't have to explain to you. Someone could pick up the pastel pencil, pick up one of my projects, do it, frame it, and put it on the wall. Now, how's good? that? you can't do that with watercolor. You've got to, you've got to labor it and labor it and labor it, and sometimes it doesn't come. I can tell you this because if you go and see the amateur artists at your local exhibition, look at their watercolors and think mm, that's not very good. Now they've probably been painting for twenty years, and they're still not very good. Do you see what I mean? Hmm. i hate to be negative on anything i do but some a question like is it jeff is it jeff yeah yeah so i I feel sorry for people because it's uh, when you see people doing it you see professional artists doing watercolor it looks so easy and this is one of the things that i would certainly say is when you can do it and you see people do it it looks easy they make
0: it look easy, but it isn't. So, it, it, it is just, it, Sorry. Is it at the beginning stages then of, of no. doing watercolour? No. Uh, hold on, uh, sorry. The, uh, what I was saying is, is it at the beginning stages of watercolour that you would suggest perseverance to see if you pick up that experience oh, or yes, that? Oh,
1: yes. I would give it a go, but I wouldn't give it a go until... I would give it a go until the, you, you get to the point of tearing your hair out and say, you know, this just, just, just isn't working.
0: Mm.
1: Then give it up. Mm. How many? How many of our pastel pencil artists have been watercolour, started out with watercolour? I bet you there are hundreds, and they come now with pastel pencils, and they're sailing along on a crest of a wave, producing picture after picture after picture, commission after commission after commission. After
0: commission. Yeah. Which
1: Which route would you rather take? Now, if you can, if you have got it, and you could argue with me, what? Well, how do you know until you try? Well, of course, you don't know until you try. Mm-hmm. once you try and you still can't get it yeah there's lots of answers there's lots mm-hmm. of different mediums you can try
0: okay well jeff sent a follow-up email um because we replied to that and he sent another email saying he does have a problem with mixing colors with watercolor he says i've always had problems with seeing green and blue so i may be part colour blind even when I seem to make a mess of my watercolour washes I do somehow manage to save the picture after lots of retouching and tweaking but it has to be dry I think it's the waiting for the watercolour to dry that I'm struggling with if I do file a picture away uh, after considering it to be a failure then to get it out again a few weeks later it doesn't seem to be that bad and it's well Mm. worth revisiting I've learned that you never throw away a piece of failed work Uh, my pastel pencils will be coming out very soon so I mean, so, the-
1: I agree. I agree with him totally on that. Uh, h- however, I will say, can I just say, add one thing onto this now? This may resonate with Jeff. If you do a watercolor picture from beginning to end, and you don't revisit—I mean, revisit to alter something and change something you're not happy with—the more times you do that, the more the watercolor becomes muddy and becomes not fresh. This must be a word for... I'm trying to find there. But the the key to a good watercolour painting is its freshness. Mm. And when you start working on things, it doesn't work. It's got to be... That whenever you're working on, a, on, on something, you'll see me... If you look at my watercolour work that I do, you'll see that I work through... And I will then add a bit more and add a bit more and add a bit more. But I'm not altering it. I'm enhancing it. And there's mm. a difference between enhancing it and making it look right than actually changing something mm. like, you know, to effectively rubbing it out. Or, or It's very, very difficult. When I first started watercolour, I used to do that. I used to actually wet the paper of the area that I'd done and then uh, soak the Watercolor with tissue, soak it up with tissue. Oh wow! Now, it, it to a certain extent, I got away with it. But getting away with it doesn't make it fresh. It doesn't, mm. to my way of thinking, anyway. As mm-hmm. a proper watercolor artist, it's just you know I I it's, I've been on my soapbox for a long time with watercolor, uh, telling people that if you've got it, there's no better medium. It's a mm. fantastic medium to work with, but if you haven't got it, you've got to find another one that will. And pastel pencils has always fallen. Um, I mean, well, when I first started, I was um, trying to do an animal. I think I've told you this before many times in watercolor yeah. because that's all I had, and I failed miserably. I just couldn't get it, and so I gave up. And then, and I found the pastel pencils. Fortunately, and you know, it's all history from then onwards. But when I see people using watercolor for portrait work I can see all the problems that I thought I had because they've still got them you mm. know what I mean it's like a oh that will have to do because watercolor unfortunately can't be mucked around with so whatever it is is, is, is what it is mm. now with pastel pens you don't have to be like that yeah. you, know, you can look at it and say um, yes well I can make that a little bit better I can work on this well you know goodness sake how well we can actually do uh, a picture. Yes. But when I look back on people who are watercolour artists, I've seen a few. I wouldn't mention names, but I've seen a few. And I don't like the work. I'm sorry, not in watercolour. Acrylic, not bad. And uh, oil, very good. Pastel's not bad. But watercolour, not really. Even the sort of semi-professional, professional artists. Anyway. I one, get off my soapbox
0: now, Steve. It's only my opinion. Uh, one thing I was suggesting to Jeff um, that he look at the mixed media projects because even if you, I think, you know, uh, the retouching, the tweaking, and things like that. Pastel pencils. If you do a wash, or if you do a, a a watercolor picture, you can always bring out some color and add some color and tweak and improve upon a watercolor painting with pastel pencils
1: you can you can uh you can uh and and certainly i would agree with you that this is possible but i've really got to tell you from a professional point of view you shouldn't really do that not really not to not to correct something with another medium Mm. not really i know (laughs) I've got to get off my soapbox, Steve, because I can keep going on (laughs) forever. It's just, you know, when when you're a professional, you do the very possible job you can. That's what professional is all about. And when you start working like that, I'm sorry. I mean, I know I've done it. I've done it because people wanted me to do it. You know, can you combine pastel pencils with watercolor? Yes, you can. You, You can combine pastel pens with acrylic as well there's lots of lots of things you're going to combine it with mm. but from a purist point of view it's not something i would personally do i mean if you wanted to save a watercolor that you think oh you know i really would like to save this then do it by all means because in the amateur area it doesn't matter you could frame it and someone could come along or even buy it mm. but i am talking to you as a professional from a purist point of view and the answer is really it's not a good idea to change things or alter things
0: okay like
1: sorry I, i'm sorry about that I'm, a bit, I'm going to get pulled over the coals for this i know i am but that's how i feel
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's a good question and and this is what the podcast is about it's a discussion on these subjects um, of course it is and yes. um, really what we've been doing is is giving jeff the honest opinion but also lots of different options you know not that any one of those options is right or wrong it's allowing Jeff to make his own decision going forward with, with either Absolutely. pursuing the, with the medium, combining it with another, or not pursuing the medium. But um, I think we've we've done our best there to offer a full rounded advice for that. Sure. So thanks, Jeff. The next question is from Martha. Uh, Martha says, I am a beginner at Pasta Pencils. I've been following along with your demonstrations and I'm enjoying them very much. Sometimes you blend in the first layer of colour and then put another layer of colour on top and then blend that. But I'm working on the laying dog on this demonstration. You put the layer of white on and then add the other colours, but you don't blend them together. You do the blending technique on the background though. My question is, how am, I know, how am I to know when to blend the colours or just layer them? Thanks, Martha.
1: Well, um, in the early days, I didn't have a blender at all. I used to use my finger. And I used to blend the pastel in with another colour. People, if you're old enough, you would remember some of these. Um, I never used a blender at all. It was just using the colour put on top to blend with. Mm. Now, since the advent of the blender, it it has changed very much. Uh, So when to blend and when not to blend. I think the only way I can really answer that is to watch as many of the... videos of mine as you can keep them coming, be as prolific as you can by, by watching them, because then you'll get pick up the ideas sometimes though, you'll see me in one picture, you'll see me do something like that and in another picture, you'll see me put it all on and then blend it so, but it, it all depends on the kind of finish you're looking for, sometimes by, by blending when I first started using the, the colour shaper I blend, I blend it bef- a long time, a lot earlier. You know, I put the white on the ivory and maybe a little ochre. Then I blend it, or grey, and then I blend it. Then I put some more colour on and blend that. Well, recently I found, there's a picture which will be coming up. It's a dog. I'll tell you. I'll go for that as far as telling you that. And I actually waited until I'd almost finished the uh, procedure then blended it now that is foreign to what i would normally do and i can't i can tell you i can't tell you why i did that it's just the way it it turned out i just felt that uh that's the way i would get the effect that i wanted Mm. and so i think what you've got to do is try all all sorts of ways yourself uh you know experiment you it's not like, really... You can overblend, I, I can tell you that. If you keep blending and blending and blending, you'll just overblend. And everything will just mix together. So you've got to be careful there.
0: There's, but, uh, there's likely a lot of different factors that are going to be um, considered when, when blending, I'd imagine. Um, because when you blend, um, you know, and it, it, it can smooth over, and sometimes the colour, sometimes depending on the type of fur or the type of area that you're using if it's inside a cat's ear for example you'd want to blend it blend it but if you're Mm. doing the fur you wouldn't blend as much would you i suppose so it's it's kind of different Mm. areas different furs probably have different techniques yes
1: another another thing you'll find too is that i use all my blenders now some some people find that if you've only got a gray blender you can only use a gray blender color shaper and that will work all right mm. but sometimes uh you you need not only the um gray blender you need the ivory blender because you don't want to blend quite so much it it's softer and there's a new blender out which we've only just recently uh put into our uh, arsenal of stock uh, blenders it's uh, a pointed one not the pointed one, chiselly pointed one. You know
0: what I mean. It's got. The, I don't know what you call that one. It's an it? angled chisel.
1: Yeah. Oh, there we are, sir. Yeah. There's 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 a the proper name, angled chisel. Um, and that's got a little wobbly end on it. It's very very soft at the end, more than the pointed ivory. It's mm. it's uh, the same ivory, but it's now that is really fine blending, and you can get some fantastic results with that. So, I use different blenders. For different things. Hmm. There's about six now, isn't it? We've got six, something like that. Yes. Six or seven? Seven. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, seven. So I use them all from time to time. And I can use as many as four in one picture. Hmm. Depending on what I'm doing. So it does very much a matter of what you're what finish you're looking for. If you're following a reference picture or one of my pictures, it should be easy because you'll do what I do. But if you're doing your own picture and following from rest you just have to think well, what kind of finish do I really want it to be really smooth or would I like a little texture there and if you want a little texture you don't, you don't blend it quite so much I'm sorry there's not better more more advice but the, the great thing we have is that we've got hundreds of pictures now that you can look at and depending on the animal or the landscape whichever you're doing you can look at that and, you, and somewhere in there I'm going to be using a blender uh, because it's usually now, I can't, I can't think of a one that I've not used a blender on in the last uh, couple of years.
0: Mm. Excellent.
1: So they are very, very important. I hope that's answered your question, though. Not very satisfactory, really, I know, but <laughs> it's, it's a matter of looking and seeing how you feel about it. Forget what I do. How, to, how does it end up?
0: Mm. Okay
1: but there was times and Laying Gong is one of them, Steve, w- w- one of the early ones where i didn 't have a color shaper then at that time.
0: yeah, excellent, thanks, Martha. The next one is from Bill. Hi, can you recommend a sharpener for me it 's for my wife who uses soft pastels and can 't seem to sharpen them by hand. This was a really interesting question because i um, I, I don't think we've ever received this without um, no, wanting not, not to sharpen soft, soft, pastels. soft pastels. So,
1: no. there is a way it, it, you can you can be a bit brutal with it. You can use a, a razor blade and and chip away to, to give yourself a point on the on the pad. it Don't last very long, not with soft pastel, but you can do that. If you're using the harder ones, that's probably a bit easier to chip away. Or you could be really brutal and snap it in half. Then you've got nice edges which is a point or a, a line. That's another way, but it's a bit brutal to so, do that because you can't keep making them up you end up with none. So see, a, what, see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. You can't,
1: you can't sharpen them in a pencil sharpener or anything like that. That won't work. You've got to use a knife of some kind. It could be a scalpel. You could well, be a craft knife.
0: Yeah, I did find on the internet, I had a little look for Bill and sent a couple of things over. There was one option oh, where good. they kind of sanded them down in a way yep, that's with like a, do, a textured yeah. um sort of texture not fabric but it was a textured like a wiry thing that they wrapped around something and then used um the pastel on top of that and it kind of but it's, it sounds is i know what you're going to say it's a waste probably wasting quite a lot of soft pastel yeah, by doing that yeah
1: yeah well well yeah but if you want an effect the, the other thing you can do of course is use a pastel pencil <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You, if you want a sharp, if you—that's what they used to do, Steve, years ago. Before we you know, invented the pastel pencil medium as uh, a medium in its own right, people used to use the sharpened whites, for instance, as detail on mm. their soft pastel. They mm. still do. They still do. That's another way of doing it. So you don't have to. Uh, you sharpen your pastel that way hmm. i wouldn't say that, that i mean it's okay it does work all right but it's not um, it's not ideal because the pastel pencil is harder than the soft pastel so you don't get quite the same consistency yeah but that's how you can do it yeah
0: there you go but sandpaper would work too yeah excellent thanks bill the next one is from alan Hi Steve, I am a member and following your dad's excellent instructions, but as I progress and gain experience, I am thinking to copy and paint in pastel pencils some rural farming scenes from oil and watercolour paintings from the Victorian era, and would like your advice about copyright. Would I be allowed to copy these paintings? If good enough, would I be able to sell my own versions of these paintings? And would I have to mention the original painting as a source of inspiration? As the painters are no longer with us, would the copyright remain with the current owner of the painting, such as an art gallery? What do you think?
1: Um, oh, right. Well, there's a lot of questions there. First of all, could you copy them? Yes, you could. Um, are they in copyright? Well, copyright law goes back 100 years. Anything over 100 years, you're pretty, pretty free of copyright. Right? You can do it. However... I would certainly, if you're copying somebody's picture like Quinton's or um, you've got got to mention them or uh, there was one I did recently uh, Louise Rayner. I did a picture I don't think you've ever seen it because it's it's never come out as a a class picture Um, but I, at the bottom of the picture, I said Colin Bradley my name, after this is the key to it, you put after Louise Rayner because if you're going to produce a especially in my case a professional uh, picture then you should recognise the original artist uh, so that, that I think answers all three questions really, I yes you can safe, copy yeah. it no problem and you can sell them, no problem but I do recommend you, you attribute it See, the problem if you don't do that you're, and you say, let's say you picked, made a lovely job of of um, somebody's painting from the late Victorian era and you put it on the wall in an art gallery you get some bod come along and say you know that's a copy oh he's got a bit of it and other people could be listening to you and listening you could have an audience around him and that will put you in a bad light because you haven't attributed the original if you put after or even on the ticket uh, somewhere you've got to recognise it They can't argue with you then. Say yes. You know, if they say to you, "Do you realise what you've done?" Ah, yes. But look, I put after, and and I'm sure. You know, being a connoisseur of paintings, you know that their copyright law only extends um, up to a hundred years. There you go. That's the answer. So you're okay. I've done it. I've done it a few times. I've used quite a lot of Quinton's work. I do tend to alter them i must admit i'm doing one at the moment funny enough folks um it's, it's another quinton picture but i've altered it dramatically altered it because uh, i put a horse and carriage in it which wasn't there
0: that's so. that's, that's pretty yeah that's definitely changing it <laughs> 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 excellent all right thanks alan that's a good question i hope that's helped for you and others listening uh last couple here this one's from greg Hi Stephen, I wanted to ask a question that I've always wanted to know about something that Colin does with his animal pictures. Is there a reason behind why he adds the light colours first on his drawings when most animals, under their hair, is a darker colour than the lighter colours on top? I know Colin has done many pictures of animals forever, and they always turn out great. To me, we learnt in art school that it was always that we always put dark colour under light colours, and that way you can see the darker colours underneath and it makes it more hyper realistic I always love watching your dad work his magic and it seems he is doing an extra step that he doesn't need to do I'll always have a membership and Colin is something I've always, this is something I've always wondered thank you Greg
1: uh, well the, the simple as to that is we're using pastel pencils, now pastel pencils do, does not like to have dark colours under light colours although you'll see me do it often but I know what I'm doing if you, do, if you start, if you put a dark colour under a light colour, the light colour goes on will automatically become muddy, bound to be, because it picks up the colour underneath. In soft pastel, it works differently. And even in, in uh, uh, oil uh, and acrylic, you can do that. You can put a dark colour on, and then you can put light colour on top of it. And it works exactly the same way you're talking about. So the people that you're talking about say uh you know who have told you this are not working in pastel pencils because you know and i know it doesn't work you can't do that um now in pastel mat this is sort of questionable well because i know you can actually do that in pastel mat because it, it takes more of the um, pigment i still wouldn't do it but you could do it but what you're saying is recognised in the art world as a, as a procedure. And you're absolutely right. Whoever told you that is correct, but not for the pastel pencil. It won't work for that. You see, what you've got to remember is pastel pencil is a relatively new medium. It's only been around, only been around, uh, for the last 30 years, doing the work that we do. Before then, it was around a long time ago, the... Um, was produced before the second world war believe it or not so that's 70 odd years ago and but they weren't used the way we use them they were used as crayons really more than anything else or a supplement to soft pastel so in the last 30 years it's relatively new and the way we produce it and thousands and thousands of people now do uh, thanks to me and other people like me who have broadcast the fact that we do it so all those old ideas, which were very good and very pertinent, are not when it comes to pastel pencil. Okay? Say Yes, say, saying that...
0: It- it sounds like, as you say, the, the, the pastel pencil, and you mentioned it on the feedback show we've just done as well, the pastel pencils, because it's a, more of a translucent medium, there isn't as much pigmentation as there would be in a soft pastel stick. Um, that, sure. um, you know, that you said you put a dark colour on, then you put a light colour on over the top, it becomes muddy because there isn't enough pigment in that lighter colour to cover the dark um, fully. So the why is it that the pastel mat, has a different reaction because it takes more color therefore more pigment therefore when you try to put a lighter color over the top it's slightly more achievable
1: yes 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 it, it does um i would still say though i wouldn't do it mm. because the pastel pencil when you've got a, a pastel mat paper i'm not knocking pastel, like and see why people love it, and uh, I said to you when i when I used it, I said it's very nice, but it lets you get away with things that you can't get away with with the enre now that to me from a professional point of view is not good enough because what I want to do with the a picture, I want to give a depth to it. I want to give a presence to it. Pastelmac kind of goes over the top of it, it skirts the surface it kind of reminds me a little bit of acrylic because you can get away with murder with acrylic, but it always looks as though it's been overworked. You see what I mean? Mm. Now With pastel pencil on on grey, as soon as you overwork it, it shows. Straight away. You can't get away with it. But you can get away with it a bit more with pastel matte. So the argument is, should I look at it that I can get away with it? Or should I look at it that I'm not doing a justice to the picture as much as I'd like. Now, as I said, we sell Pastelmat and we sell it because a lot lot of people um, are using it. And we've seen today uh, on the Feedback Show, which we did recently or uh, earlier on, um, people have used Pastelmat very successfully. But I think you'll find in time you would drift back to Ongre because that you have realise that you have to work harder with the on-grey, but you get better result. That is only my opinion, and I'm going to be shouted down again for that. <laughs> that is how I feel about it. I mean, I've talked to Steve about it when we discussed it, and if you look at the pictures I've done in Passamette, they are nice. You know, it, it's, you'll see them soon. I expect Steve to put one up soon. Mm. You'll see that it looks good. But uh, it doesn't hold a candle, in my opinion, to Hungary.
0: Mm. Well, this is this oh, is yeah. the thing about art, and this is the thing about the people that Greg has um, spoken to, teachers and in, in classes and things like that. Will say similar things. But there isn't any rules. There shouldn't be any rules for people to follow. And this is this is why you know we we stock the pastel mat and other than it's popular paper people should be able to use it and people if people want to put light on dark they put light on dark if they want to do dark to light they do dark to light you know it's light to dark dark to light it doesn't it's, it doesn't matter but as long as you get something from watching you know the tutorials or you learn a, a specific way then you take that on board and then you do it you apply it to your own picture and then add your own techniques on top of it like you don't there doesn't have to be a set structure does there um but there is in no. following the tutorials but when you do your own stuff you can do what you like
1: if it works and it looks good and it satisfies you and you haven't mucked about with it and you and it's as fresh as you can get it perfect perfect answer. when i first had watercolour I have never told you this actually but when I first started doing watercolour my way I wasn't taught how to do it, I just did it I just picked up a, some watercolours and did it and uh, they turned out well and eventually they started to sell very well so I sold quite a lot it was then people come up and say you can't do that with watercolour I say pardon that's not the way you, you do watercolour oh right and I didn't listen to them I thought well I, I'm going to carry on sorry because they were looking at watercolour in a different way they they saw but I sold I don't know only a couple of hundred pictures I should think by that time by the time I got to finish doing watercolour and going on to pastel pencil yeah. now I just wondered how many those other people had sold now so why why did people say to me you can't use watercolour that way it's because the traditional way of using watercolour is sort of like set in stone mm. and it, it, they wouldn't give anybody any room for manoeuvre mm. and I came along had no idea what I was doing I just did it and it worked so it just gives show, shows you though that you know if you're brave and you do it you know and you find a way of, of uh, producing artwork that may be different but is fresh is alive who can argue with you so okay. you're absolutely right steve and uh, i go along with that and i and, and i've told you many times haven't i experiment play with you as long as it looks fresh as long as it looks good as long as people eventually as long as people buy it you can't argue with that
0: mm. no it's a really good perspective and i think that's a really valuable piece of advice to from your experience to take on board for anyone that is doing any medium that's you know um that's brilliant Uh, we've got one last question let's get through this one this is from ron Uh, ron says hi steve apart from framing under glass the ultimate protection what are your thoughts about laminating finished pastel pencil artwork fixatives are a no-no for all those bad results so i experimented with a piece that i did for an art class the colours were unaffected and it did not seem to affect the pastel itself. The only thing is that the picture now has a permanent plastic look, great for using in an album.
1: Uh, and and well, the question is, uh, would I do it? Why are your or, thoughts or about is it? it okay to do it? Or <laughs> <laughs> well, my thoughts are I wouldn't do it. Um, you're kind of... Look, if it works... Who is it? Sorry. It's Ron. Ron look, if it works for you Ron and you're happy, do it I, I, who am I to say don't do it, the only thing I would do is if, if it didn't work if it, if it um, smudged a bit, you're in real trouble you've lost the picture see, I, you, when, with laminate you put um, a sheet of uh, a film over the top and it's cold pressed I think, isn't it pressed? Mm. I think it's pressed oh, can imagine all sorts of things going wrong you were probably very lucky and nothing went wrong. However, you've then got a plastic picture. Now, that would lose some of its um, originality. You see, now, however, if it was a watercolour, I still wouldn't do it with watercolour, but watercolour it is not raised off the paper at all. Pastel is. As you know, if you, if you smudge it, it will smudge. Um, and you lose that feel you mm. know that when it doesn't come out at you and p- people know what i'm talking about when they frame their pictures and it, it looks alive even an amateur p- picture still looks alive if you put a, a, a plastic film across it you're actually spoiling it in my opinion it's just mm. only my opinion uh, but you know if if it works for you go ahead
0: but Ron, be careful ron's proved that it, it it can work and that if anyone wanted to do it they could do it i've i've done not
1: don't say i said i didn't (laughs) tell him ron said
0: (laughs) it's good to good to know though these uh, when i like it when people write in things that they've done and tried out because um it's good to share that and again not never in all the years we've been doing this in all the years podcasts we've done no one's ever mentioned that and that's it's good to get some fresh stuff
1: you're unique ron you may have you may have cottoned onto something there (laughs)
0: lovely excellent well this is a bumper episode we've got plenty and plenty of content in here um thank you dad for all of your advice and your opinions and expertise that you are able to to share with everyone i hope that everyone's enjoyed this show um keep your questions coming in we um we've replied to all your emails but if there's a particular question that we feel we can talk about we'll also mention it in our podcast so i also
1: can i just add steve uh, i've I've made a lot of um uh, remarks here today and and people may not be agreeing with me on that. And if you don't write into us, tell us you don't agree with me. You know, ah, oh, well, my my, uh, my uncle did this and my friend did this and it worked all right. You're saying it doesn't work, but it does. Come back to us because I'd love to hear uh, your comments. Mm. I think I'm right, but it's only my thoughts. It's only my opinion.
0: No, exactly. You're not not the 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 be all or lend all of pastel pencil not work so no, but not, but no, but no. that's that's good that's good because you know that would be we, it would be bad if we were so that's there you go okay well we'll be back in another few weeks time likely with another podcast hopefully in person this time <laughs> um and uh yeah and if anyone's got any questions just email them over great thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley Enjoy your week. week.